the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back to the Dan Prop Show. We're pleased now to be joined by United States Senator from Tennessee, Republican, Marsha Blackburn. Senator Blackburn, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Oh, good to be with you. Thank you. I know your time is limited, so let's uh, cover a couple of the uh, particularly salient topics uh, you're facing and the country is facing, starting with uh, the $2 trillion in new funny money that the Biden administration wants to spend. Where does that stand in the Senate? What uh, do you see as the likely outcome from that uh, from that legislative push? We are currently debating it. Uh, there will be a voterama, as it is called, uh, today, probably go late into the night. And uh, if we can find one good Democrat to side with us, we could stop the bill in total. And we're going to have a series of amendments that would reduce the spending that is in the bill. I'm going to have one that would deal with where the checks go to uh, and making certain that they're going to people who have lost their job. You know, Dan, the thing that is so egregious is only 9% of this $2 trillion bill actually goes to COVID-related causes. Only 1% goes to vaccines themselves. And the rest of it is a wish list for the Democrats of blue state bailouts, loan forgiveness for certain groups of people, uh, money for arts, money for humanities, money for infrastructure and transportation. So what the left is doing is two very specific things. They're trying to prefund their agenda of moving to the left their socialist-type agenda. And the other thing is it's a payoff for some of these unions and groups that supported them in the presidential election. Well, one of the more noxious elements, too, that we discussed a bit earlier in the week is this provision that would pay federal workers to stay home and be with their children if their children are not in school, even uh, if they're only in school part-time. So the one hand, you have all these families having to make adjustments because of teachers' unions that are preventing kids from going back to school, Democrat uh, financiers, the teachers' unions. And on the other hand, then taxpayers are going to fund federal workers to stay home because of their allies, the teachers' unions, keeping their kids at home. Well, and that is right. See, and this deals with all of these counties that are in Virginia and Maryland that are around Washington, D.C., where federal workers live, and the teachers' unions are not going back to class. And there are a lot of people that don't even think they're planning to go back in the fall. So what they're doing is paying $1,400 a week for federal employees to stay home to keep their children while their children cannot go to school. Now, while they're doing that, they're not working from home. They're not doing business their job from home, they are basically on paid vacation from their federal government job. 
And, and, and then another provision that's particularly concerning in terms of the precedent-setting nature of it, uh, Andy Biggs uh, wrote about this in the journal earlier this week, bailing out multi-state employer pension funds for you know, private sector trade unions, um, as, for example, the central state's pension fund. And that's to sort of set up, he argues, and I agree with him, ultimately a bailout of public sector pension funds by the federal government when they capsize in places like Illinois. Well, that is right, and that's the $350 billion. See, out of that, $50 billion would go to New York, Schumer's home, $27 billion would go to California, Pelosi's home. And by the way, for the first time in a long time, California has a surplus in their state budget this year. $27 billion to them. See, what they're doing is bailing out these pension funds and paying off the debt. You know, most states have a um, balanced budget amendment, so they don't run a deficit. So this bill is there. It is for these states like New Jersey and New York and Chicago, Illinois, and uh, California, and they're going to bail out these blue cities and states. And it is people from states like Tennessee that are going to be paying for this. Uh, and meanwhile, uh, with respect to the border security, I, w- I wanted to raise this issue with you as well. This report that came out uh, this week, a uh, domestic policy advisor within the Biden administration, uh, the report suggesting that you can expect 117,000 plus unaccompanied minors to show up on the southern border this year. And this against the backdrop of another report this week that several hundred, if not more, people that tried to come into this country illegally were released into this country. They came through the Del Rio sector in Texas and more than 100 had tested positive for COVID. So we're talking about this COVID relief. We're talking about uh, trying to you know, make sure people practice all these protocols to stop the spread and so on and so forth. And then we're letting people come into this country illegally, test positive for COVID, and we're releasing them into this country. That's right. And see, you have to bear in mind what they're doing. They're putting them on a plane or a bus and sending them to different communities around the country. Uh, and thereby, uh, you've got the COVID spread that is taking place from these illegal entrants that are presenting themselves at the southern border. And, uh, you know, thinking about this uh, on a, a, a global basis here, um, what is going to be the response to, because, of course, the other play that Democrats want is path to citizenship so they can be voters and, and the Democrats can try and make them their constituents. What is the response going to be from Republicans in the Senate to uh, uh, H.R. 1, which seeks to federalize elections and make every election going forward like the 2020 election? From Republicans in the Senate, it is going to be to stop this bill. It is clearly unconstitutional. It is a power grab of the left and of the House Democrats. And we know that the Constitution gives the responsibility for setting time, place, and manner of elections to the state legislatures. So this would centralize it. It would move all that responsibility to Washington, D.C., It would institutionalize mail-out ballots for just because they can. 
it would change signature verification, it would change voter ID laws, and it would, the Democrats feel that doing this would give them a permanent majority. Uh, how optimistic are you that uh, Republicans, and maybe if you can peel off a Democrat who are going to be able to kill the, the $2 trillion spend, this uh, election bill, the, the, uh, the defund police bill that passed the House too, uh, are, are those going to be able to be stopped, do you believe? We certainly hope they're going to be able to be stopped. We're always looking for one good Democrat that wants to vote with the Republicans. She is. Senate. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, well, right, we got, we got that, no. but, 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 but for, for the, uh, do, do you worry at all about um, uh, making these simple majority votes rather than uh, the sixty to get it to, uh, to a, a Senate vote? Well, what we're going to do is just continue to work to uh, on HR one to keep it from going to the floor, and we'll, we're going to keep pushing. We will absolutely keep pushing to stop this really bad bill and to stop the defund the police legislation, stop the $2 trillion spend. She is Senator Marsha Blackburn, Republican from Tennessee. Senator Blackburn, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Good to be with you. Thank you. Take care. I've been in the wrong place, but it must have been the right time. I've been in the right place, but it must have been the wrong song. Exposing political fakers, fixers, and takers. He's Dan Proft, and this is The Dan Proft Show.